Hey, welcome to The Conversation. You're listening to Andy Mason, and this is authentic conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family, and business. And if you haven't done so already, you can find out more about what I'm leading with heavenandbusiness.com or authentic-solutions.com. So this week, I'm actually getting ready for my first traveling trip in over... 16 months so kind of excited about that but it's really interesting what is opening up there's a whole heap of other things events travel uh, not the international components but certainly nationally so many things are starting to move and open up what that leads to is new decision making Uh, some people that want me to go back to my old way of traveling once a month all over the world for a week away from my family and you know what i'm not Going back to that, I'm, I've got a new normal. So there's others that are fighting over still, they're living in 2020 in an election and uh, vaccinations and COVIDs and all sorts of stuff, or wanting to still fight over that. And I'm like, I'm not going back to that either. I'm living my life. And so I want to chat quickly about what decisions I'm making. How am I making the decisions going forward? because there's all sorts of uncertainty there is always going to be uncertainty so the key for me is making sure that you know what are you going to do and how do you make those decisions so i'm literally going to walk you through what that looks like for me what i did this morning and what i've been pondering the last week even as i'm watching things happen open up and move forward so here's a couple of points number one there will always be uncertainty in things outside your control. Uh, you don't control an election outcome. You can vote, but you don't control the, the election. You cannot control what nations are doing. Uh, you can pray, you can vote, you can participate locally, but there's always going to be things outside your control. Uh, what, uh, and whether that's locally, whether that's nationally, whether that's even in your business, that's in your family. Whenever there is two or more people there will be things outside of your control the weather is outside of your control so there's always going to be things outside your control there's always going to be uncertainty so that's number one number two there will always be people distracted by the things outside their control who want you to be as upset and distracted as they are I have got friends that I love dearly that are totally consumed with last year and are still holding on to that and are focused on things happening last year. And I just want to say that's last year. Move on. Like it's time for me to choose what I'm going to put my focus and attention on. And there are so many opportunities. Why would I look backwards and try to change what was rather than focus on what is in my hand and what I do have control over? And I don't want to waste my life or deal with the fear of missing out, I'm going to engage with the things that are in my hand right now and move forward with that. So that's number two. Number three, if you do either of the the first two, you will end up being very unfruitful and unproductive with your life. Uh, I have friends that have done this and it's just, it's sad to watch the amount of life being missed because they're distracted with things that have, they have no control over. Missing relationships, missing connections. And actually, even myself have done the same. I remember talking to my wife 
a, a year or so ago. So before, so it must have been 2019. And we're talking about family and fun and joy. And I was so focused on accomplishing things. Didn't know that I was addicted to accomplishing things. She was giving me feedback, Andy, you're missing so much of the joy that's happening in family, just around the trivial things, around the, the laughing around spilt milk or water or uh, pool. I'm missing those little things because I'm so focused, usually on something much bigger or in my head much bigger, not realizing that there is so many good things going on if I just slow down, look around, smell the roses, be aware of the people around me, and realize there is far more value in the process than in the outcome. So that's number three. Number four, as opportunities open up, as travel opens up, as, as things change, you're going to need to know what and how you will choose where to invest your time and energy. When you don't have any opportunities, it's very, very easy to decide. It's kind of a no-brainer. When things start to change, when you have more options, it becomes harder and harder to choose what you would do. On top of that, there are people that want you to say yes to what they want you to do. Uh, there will be, uh, there's always the person that's most charismatic with the biggest vision. When you hear that, you're like, oh my gosh, am I doing anything? Yes, you are. So get back to what is it that you were born for? What is it that you're going to get to the end of your life and you say, if I didn't do that, then you're going to be really disappointed. What's the non-negotiable things for you that are most important? So which leads me to, you've got to know what success is for you. Because when you stand before God, he's not going to ask you why we're not more like your neighbor or that person down the street or that business over the road or that family member in another country. He's going to ask you, what did you do with what I gave you to do? And you're like, wow, I served. I, maybe he called you to serve somewhere else. So have you asked that question, which is number five. It's now time to redo your priorities. So how do you practically do that? Well, first, I want to just refer back to in episode 45. Uh, you can scroll down. It's a big rocks exercise. It'll literally walk you through what your priorities are and then actually even turn that into a calendar of not that you're going to fill your calendar up with a whole heap of things, but actually protect the things that are most important. Because if you don't protect your priorities, you'll find yourself living someone else's. And the second one of this is uh, redo your vision. And so Ford Taylor in his book, Relational Leadership, has this laid down really clearly. Page 159, you can find that. Uh, and he calls it a VP Mosa, vision, purpose, mission, objective, strategy, and action. But what I'm going to walk you through is, is a really simplified version of that for what I'm doing right now with heaven and business. So I'm not going to go through all of the details, but I'm just going to touch on some of the components that I'm going back to again and again and again. Why am I doing that? Because the clearer that I can get this, the easier it is to make decisions of what I invest time and energy into and what I don't. So literally in the last six months, I've cut, some things have been cut off and other things we are intentionally cutting or pruning because I know where I'm going and I know some things that I have been carrying that are not as fruitful as I hope them to be. 
which makes them lots of activity, but not necessarily productive. So how do you know that? Well, here's literally walking through some of the things for heaven and business. So vision. For heaven and business, this has been refined. We started this maybe 10, 12 years ago, but this is where it is at today. The vision has not changed to connect and catalyze 1 million business people to partner with God at work and engage in the well-being of the city they serve. Actually, initially, it was to connect and catalyze a business, a million business people to partner with God at work. What I realized is as we started to see results with that, People get lit up with what's possible, but then they it's all about them. It's all about me and God with me and my business and what I can do. We just tend to be like that. So I realized, oh, this is exciting. This really works, but I must tie this back into the mandate, the Great Commission. It's not about me. It's about what am I doing to disciple cities and nations. It's how this overflows. So I want to equip you to partner with God so that your business grows so that you engage in the well-being of the city that you serve. So that's our vision. Purpose is why. What's behind that? What what is the drive? What's the motivation? And I again, this is written down because that keeps me focused. It's to experience heaven on earth in and through the economic engine of our thriving, fully alive cities. That's really good. And that's, again, what I used to always say. But what I've become aware of is, you know what? You cannot control whether your city, whether your community will fully embrace in your lifetime all of the good things that you're doing. People have a choice. And what I started to realize is that there's an aspect of my daily work that is the core motivation of why I do what I do. And it's not even seeing heaven on earth in and through the business realm. Yes, I want to see that. Yes, that excites me. Yes, that motivates me. Yes, when I tell stories about that, I get really, really excited. But what's the real motivation is because work is the, is the place where I forge my friendship with God daily. It's like marriage. Marriage, when you get you go to your wedding and you say vows to one another, that's really awesome. But that's not when your marriage is forged. Your marriage gets forged the first time you have a disagreement. When kids come along and you're not sleeping and you're cranky or or you're, you're doing a sugar fast, that's when marriage really gets forged. It's the same with our walk with God. You know, it's not on the Sunday service when you have this wonderful experience in corporate worship. That's not when your walk with God, your friendship with Him gets forged. It gets forged in the day-to-day and the decisions that you need to make when there's Uh, You're going to do things, am I going to choose the character and nature of God or am I going to choose the default, which is to snap and get angry and bellow and huff and puff and throw the toys out of my cot, as I would say. It's really because work is the primary place where I forge my friendship with God. Why am I doing what I'm doing with business people? Because it's all about friendship with God. I can build the biggest business, help the city the most, raise the dead, cast out demons, give away a billion dollars, even sacrifice my body for the poor. But if I don't have friendship with God, all of it is an absolute waste of time, a clanging gong or a noisy symbol. So that's why we do what we do. I've written it down because it keeps me focused. So vision, a million business people partner with God in their place of work and engaged in the well-being of the city. Why? The purpose? Because work is the primary place we forge our friendship with God. Mission is that what is unique to me and how we're delivering this that sets us apart from others. What's the unique piece? 
and I've written down, we teach, train, equip, and connect business people to partner with God and advance the kingdom of God without seeking price or reward. What does that mean? We focus on the few who are serving the many. So specifically, I'm starting to sharpen the focus rather than say, I'm going for a million people, I want a million followers. No, 12 people turned the world upside down. How do I find those 12? How do I teach them each to disciple 5 or 12 or 24 or 70? So we're starting to intentionally shift what we are doing and how we're doing it to intentionally aim at those who will be able to teach others also. Perhaps you recognize that. So that's vision, purpose, mission. Then objectives. Objectives, strategy, and action are the other components. The further I go down this list, the more specific it gets. So objectives, in order to achieve that mission for the purpose of friendship with God, through the mission of focusing on the few who will multiply the many, what are the core objectives that I've got over the next 18 to three years to five years that will move us down that most effectively. Number one is connect business people to experience the bigness and goodness of God for the key activity that feeds into that is in all of our events, engagements, and initiatives to keep the presence of God a priority and lead people to encounter Him continually. So that's what we're objectives, that's what our objective is that will feed into that vision. Number two, share with everyone we meet what is possible with God at work and ruin them for normal business activity. Key activity. Record and repeat testimonies of every business person partnering with God at everyday work. Use all means possible. Social media, podcasts, sharing platforms, books. So what's that? It's all around testimony. When I tell the testimony of what God's doing, it ruins people for normal. And number three, teach and train. One million business people to partner with God at work and engage in the well-being of this city. What's our key activity that feeds into this? Host and film in-person events and use the content and learning to build an online learning platform and community. We are doing that. We're continuing to do that and get better at that. I've got a few others that are just feeding into that. But the key is in all of this right now, I could walk you through the details of what that is, what the strategies, what the objectives are. But the key is going back to that right now and saying, what is success for you? How do you know that that is what's most important? What are your priorities? How are you keeping those priorities the main thing? Uh, are those, is that success just in your business or is that success in your life as a whole? Have you compartmentalized yourself? Or are you actually recognizing that every area where you are, you are? So what is most important overall? So I want to encourage you with that. Those are some great resources. Jump back to uh, episode 45. You'll hear about protecting the priorities. And jump and grab a hold of Ford's book. I Just honestly, it truly is a very, very helpful and practical resource to help you in your relationships and getting stuff done. So I trust this has been valuable and we will see you next week.